I may have posted this in previous years, but it's a precious uh, piece of gem uh, going into Rosh Hashanah. It says in Svarim that every Arab Rosh Hashanah, Reb Mendel Rimenever, Talmud of the Reb Melech of Lezhensk, Reb Mendel Rimenever would send his Gabai down to the shul and tell them, tell them to announce the following uh, Teisves, a Teisves in Rosh Hashanah. Teisves Rosh Hashanah of Yudzainam at Beis discusses the Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim, the 13 attributes of compassion, which starts with Hashem, Hashem, Kilrachum Vachanun. One of the things Teisves addresses there is what is the difference between Rachum and Chanun? Rachum means he's compassionate, and Chanun means compassionate. What is the difference? And Jesus explains that Rachum means when Hashem is compassionate over somebody who is in need of compassion. Somebody suffering, going through a difficult time, and Hashem has compassion and helps him. Chanun means that sometimes somebody is crying out for help, but really it's their own fault. They get themselves into it. They don't really deserve the compassion because they got themselves into this situation themselves. They're not victims. They're victims of their own actions. So nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch is not just Rachum, he's also Chanun. Chanun means that if a Jew cries out from the depths of his heart in pain, even if the source of the situation that causes this Jew pain was caused by the Jew himself, nevertheless, Hashem can't stand it when he hears a Jew cry and he helps him. And Teisvis <coughs> refers to a... a a pasuk, a parsha mishpatim, where we see this concept. In parsha mishpatim, we have two mitzvahs, two halachas following each other. First, it talks about that an almana and a yosem leisa anun, not to torment a widow and an orphan. And then the Torah concludes, im If you do torment the widow or the orphan, kim If he cries out to me in pain because you're tormenting him. Shemaya Eshbatakos, I will listen to his cry. That's one thing. Then the Torah continues about loans. In Kesef Talva es Ami, es Aani, you're loaning money to a poor man. The Torah gives instructions that if you take a piece of property collateral for the loan, if you take something from the poor man after he failed to pay um, when they came to due date and he didn't pay you, so you take a piece of collateral. So the Torah says that if the, 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 the object that you took collateral happens to be his blanket at night, that he covers himself at night, and it's his only blanket that he has, then you should only hold on to it during the daytime. But when he needs it at night, give it back to him for the nighttime. This is his garment, Levado. It's his only garment that he can use at night. This is the only garment he has to cover his skin. With which he is able to lie down and cover himself. So therefore, you should return it for the night when he needs it, and then you can come in the morning and pick it up again. That's the din, and then the Torah concludes, If he cries out to me, I will listen to his cry. Because I'm chanun. You see the difference in the previous psukim, uh, when it talks about tormenting the widow and the orphan, also says, if they all, I will listen to his cry. 
The Torah does not conclude with the words Kihanun Oni, because I'm Hanun. Only when in the second halacha, when he talks about alone, a poor man who can't pay his debt, that if you take his uh, his blanket, that he's the only blanket that he has, that if you take it from him at night, then he'll cry to me. And I will listen, and the Torah adds a few extra words, because I'm compassionate. Why does the Torah add these words only in the second case, but not in the case of somebody who torments an almana, a widow, and an orphan? Only he says, I will listen to his cry. It doesn't say, it says, the difference is, when somebody torments a widow or an orphan, it's not justified. It's cruel. It's mean. It's evil. Why are you tormenting a poor soul? What do they do? Why do they do to deserve this? So therefore, <clears throat> it just says, if he cries out, I'll listen to him. End of conversation. You, you, you're tormenting a person. You're evil. You're, you're mean. You're vicious. And Hashem will punish you. When it comes to the loan, here is someone who borrowed money from you. Obviously, they borrowed money, promising they'll return the money. It's your money. So in essence, he brought it upon himself. He got himself into a situation where he borrowed money, and in the end, he didn't. He can't pay for it. So now you're forced to take a piece of collateral from his possession, and the only thing you can find is a blanket. So when he's crying out to Hashem, one can easily say to him, listen, why are you crying to Hashem? You're the one who got yourself into the situation. Who told you to borrow money if you knew you can't pay for it? It's irresponsible. Nevertheless, says Torah, but Hashem is not just Rachum. Hashem is also Chanun, which means that even if a Jew acts in a way which is reckless and irresponsible, and he gets himself into a situation where he needs help and he cries out from pain, Hashem doesn't say to him, hey, it's your own fault. But Hashem says, you're crying to me. And the Rebbe said, the Rebbe cannot bear it, so to speak, when a Jew cries. And that's why he wanted um, his community to know that when you stand before Rosh Hashanah, before the Ebishter, and you look at yourself and you realize, who am I to even ask anything? Knowing who you are and knowing and making an honest and genuine assessment of your own life and what you've done the past year, who are you to come and ask Hashem? But the Ebishter is a Hanun. It doesn't matter if you're deserving or not. A Jew cries in the depth of his heart, Hashem listens.